0: Last time I asked a question about Kenny Pickett to Mike Tomlin, he came back at me with one of those lines about that familiarity, that sense of we knew what we were getting, and he motioned with a tilt of his head as if to something right next to him, as in right next door. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Kalija Cancy was also right next door. Ever heard the name? Maybe. I mean, if you're really into college football, if you're a Pitt fan, you've heard of Kalija cancy because he was the ACC's Defensive Player of the Year this past fall. He also played Aaron Donald's position, and he drew Aaron Donald comparisons a, little, a lot more restrained than that. It was mostly just because AD also was seen as undersized. AD was seen as having all kinds of limitations that were going to hinder him in the National Football League. And then AD shows up at the scouting combine, knocks them all dead, and ends up becoming, well, exactly what he became. Cansey's not going to do that. But Cansey, who is a defensive lineman, an interior defensive lineman, even though he's 6'0", 280, with not great arm length, is shown on some rankings lists as a top 10 guy, top 20, um, more than likely a first rounder. You will see, hear, and read about his quickness, about his ability to close on the tackle. It's actually pretty striking when you watch the film. Uh, it looks a lot like, and here again comes a faulty comparison, but just to put a visual in your head, Mark Robinson currently from the Steelers, the way he just, he's at A, his target is at B, and the ground is covered like that. That's how cansey appears, including when he's chasing quarterbacks. That skill set obviously also helps him on run defense. Uh, what he lacks in interior strength, and I say lacks, uh, again, is related to AD because AD was in there, but AD had a way of just, and still does, knocking people around, throwing them around with his ridiculous natural strength. Uh, Cansy's not there yet, and he's not going to get there, I wouldn't think. But he does a lot of good things out there. And you know what else? He plays a position at which the Steelers would appear to have a need. So why is it that nowhere, nowhere, other than maybe this episode of Daily Shot of Steelers, do you ever hear them connected to him? What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Well, the answer to the question is probably as simple as it is complicated. It's simple in the sense that they, the Steelers, have a, a view of what the interior defensive line should look like. And in their perfect world, especially over the last three, four years, you've seen the team go with a lot of two-down linemen sets. We talk a lot about three, four defense, three, four defense. But more often than not now, you're going to see sub-packages in which it's Cam Hayward and somebody else And for that sub-package to click, Cam's got to have the equivalent of another Cam out there with him for it to work. Because if there's anyone who's getting overwhelmed or engulfed, it's it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen for that individual. It's not going to happen for Cam. And if you don't have Cam busting loose, making sure that he's getting off of his blocks and sealing uh, the the gaps that he needs to. Not only will you not see the Steelers get any kind of pass rush or interior pressure going, you will also see them get gashed. You will also see them really, really get run on. So that's the simple part that Cansey doesn't fit. What they want to do. is the kind of guy that if you have four down linemen, in addition to your edge rushers, you have a lot of bodies up there up front. You can do different things to hide him, disguise him, use him as kind of a gimmick. Remember what the Steelers did uh, whenever they decided to go gimmicky against Baltimore in the second to last game of the season? Really, really threw John Harbaugh for a curve, which he uh, was biting off his remarks after that game right there in Baltimore about how disappointed he was in himself and his coaching staff for not adjusting. Robinson was one of those guys. DeMarvin Leal was another one. Do you really want to take somebody like Cancy, who's so much more valuable to another team that operates out of the 4-3 than he would be to you as some kind of gimmick? And that's the complicated part because – in the Steelers' eyes, I'm sure Cancy is going to be an overdraft, even if that's not a knock at all on whichever team ends up taking him. Does that make sense? That was the part that I thought I might have some trouble explaining. In other words, it won't be a knock on Cancy to say that the Steelers would see him as an overdraft just because they wouldn't have any use for him, even though they have use for defensive linemen. What they need... And I'm going to say this, and you're not going to like it, because it's going to remind you of how it ended. But what they need is Stephon it, Part 2. Really, they just do. There's a reason that Cam and Steph played off each other so well. They were similar. Uh, both athletic freaks in their own way. A big stature can take on any number of bloggers. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's still missed. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Bill, who says, while I understand that any team would want to resign its own players, the Steelers have not won a Super Bowl, let alone a playoff game with Cam Sutton, nor Terrell Edmonds, nor Larry Oganjobi. I know some heads may explode, but Bill, is this the is this the Ralph Kiner argument? Because if so, even though this is a football show. I plan to take full aim at the Ralph Kiner argument and blow its head off every opportunity I get. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm referencing here, Ralph Kiner was a home run hitting hero for the Pirates back in the 1950s. He was a a unicorn, really. He was doing something that nobody in franchise history had done before. And really, before Kiner, there weren't many who'd done it at all outside of Babe Ruth, and that is he would hit the ball over the fence. Well, one fine day, the legend goes, Kiner goes to Branch Ricky, the GM, and says he'd like a raise because he feels like he's putting a lot of fannies in the Forbes field seats. And Ricky's response to him, since the Pirates were really bad at that time, was, we finished last with you, we can finish last without you. And he ended up trading Kiner. This is the worst example of logic in sports history. I could see where somebody who wasn't really thinking it through would say to themselves, Yeah, you showed him. They finished last with you. They can finish last without you. There's zero 0.0000% logic involved in that statement. Being the general manager of a professional sports team in any league is above and beyond anything else a calling of acquiring assets, of preserving assets, and if you're going to make trades, of converting assets into potentially greater assets. Depending on what stage of the process your team is in, you might be looking for younger assets. If you're ready to go for it all, you're going for older assets. You are never, ever, ever, ever at the point where you say, hey, we didn't get this done with you, so be gone with you. My God, no, no. Steelers have some very valuable players. Individually. Individually. If you have a TJ Watt on your roster, if you have a Minka Fitzpatrick, if you have a Cam, and yes, the players you named as well, what they were able to achieve collectively isn't at all the issue. It's about asset management. Do they need to mesh? Do they need to be a a tight-knit group? Sure. That's principally the domain of the head coach, though. Do they need to contribute to winning in the biggest of games? Do they need to not drop the ball repeatedly? Whenever the games get a little bit sweatier, like Deontay Johnson? Sure, of course they do. But all of that's incorporated into the asset management. I don't mean to make this sound all super corporate-y, that's what asset management sounds like, right? But that's what it is. It's never, ever, ever the Ralph Kiner thing. That one needs to just die a gory death somehow. I appreciate the question, Bill. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.